Let's go. I ain't gonna hold you. Feel like I got the world on my shoulder. Remind me of when I'm the boldest. No. We was vibing. I ain't gonna lie. I was bouncing too. Boy, Jizzle just dropped that fire snowfall, man. But he is not finna take my podcast off. So, <laughs> enjoy the show, y'all. I gotta think of a way to get this money by tomorrow. Huh? I gotta think of a way to get huh? I gotta think of a way to get this money by tomorrow. You're now locked in to another episode of the Black Aristocrats Podcast. You feel me? We're here for the culture, current events, talking brand, conversations about the grind. I need this money. And spreading the greatest wealth of all, knowledge. Come on, man. Let's talk this black aristocrat man. Come laugh with us over some informative-ish. Oh, my jokes, y'all. I'm working on my jokes. On the Black Aristocrats Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. My good people. My good people. We in the building. We in the building. Welcome back, black aristocrats. Y'all know my saying, you know, it's payday for some. And it ain't payday for others, but shouts out to everybody getting paid every day. Like aristocrat-ish, man. We got we got a lot to cover, people, man. Um, I just decided to drop in the middle of the week because I wanted to let everything settle down. I wanted to get back in my groove, you know. I was too nervous to even drop an episode on Friday because I was just anticipating the weekend. You know, good law spell it was a great weekend. Um, I had a good time. I did some traveling, you know, but um, the elephant, the elephant <clears throat> in the room, <laughs> no pun intended, well, there is, but <laughs> LSU, my LSU Tigers, y'all. Got- I'm tired, bitch. My LSU Tigers, y'all. <laughs> so Friday... I was thinking like my dog. I gotta think of a way to get this money by tomorrow. Huh? Uh, I gotta think of a way to get huh? I gotta think of a way to get this money by tomorrow. I was thinking about how to get this money by tomorrow. Cause I was nervous. I ain't know. You know, I'm looking at all the, the articles and and, and and all the, the statisticians and everybody. I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm doing my own little research, y'all. So majority. You know, when I say majority, I'ma say Seven out of ten. I take a step further and say eight out of ten. They counted us out, y'all. They counted us out, y'all. You know, and, and and it happened. You know, not the shot, but the shot call heard around the world. Went for two, knocked them boys off, man. Um, it was a great game. LSU definitely played their best game slash better game. Um out of the whole year, and if they can stay focused like that, man, we're going to look pretty, 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 pretty dangerous. But, you know, we all know the history, man. You know, the series started back in, what, 1895? LSU supposedly won that game. I'm going to say allegedly because, you know, 1865, hmm, you know, <laughs> LSU allegedly won that game, man, 12-6. to 6. That's when it started. You know, then we started playing like on a in, on a yearly basis, like in 1964. I'm just giving a little LSU Bama history, man, for y'all didn't know. Played 86 times so far. 87 was this past Saturday, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, LSU only got them 29 times, man. Well, no, 29 times we both played like rank. 
So we was bumping 29 out of them 86 times. Um, both teams were ranked. Um, it had plenty of names, y'all. Every time we played the Saban Bowl, you know the the SEC Big Dog Bowl, whatever you want to call it, y'all. Of course, of course, I'm gonna get this out the way because this is the first thing a Bama fan gonna say, y'all. You know I gotta go on with my Bama fans, man. I'm, I'm gonna enjoy this win. I'm gonna indulge. I'm gonna stick the fork in it, like. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Bama does lead the series. Whoopty whoop. Ah, we're going to give it to y'all. Y'all winning the series. But in my head, in my head, y'all, after this win, dog, I felt like we closed the gap in my head. You know what I'm saying? Fuck what the stats are saying. In my head, I feel like, man, we, shit, we behind like a .5 game. We a half a game behind, y'all. Nah, this is my series after this game, man. I was very excited about the game. You know, um, of course, LSU came on top. You know, I told people, I told my friends, I told a couple of my peers, I even told some Bama fans, um, hey, man, that Nick Saban era is over with. That shit over with. And y'all going to lose two games. Okay, LSU gave him their second loss. All right. Now, I also said this right here was like the start of the Brian Kelly era. You got to give him his props, man. Not too many people can beat Saban their first year coming into the SEC. You know, I wish I had the list of that, y'all. I, I failed y'all on that, but I'm going to definitely give y'all an update on that stat as well. But that Saban shit over with. It's over, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody bumping up. TCU, Tennessee can really hold their head because they beat Bama. They really struck first. You feel me? Like, they really struck first. I ain't going to lie. Shots out to Tennessee. I wish we can get y'all again. I ain't going to lie because I want some get back. Ooh, I want some get back. So, you know, that saving shit is over with. The Brian Kelly era is here. You know what that's going to do for recruitment now? First of all, like like he said in in, in the little press, in the post-conference or whatever, in the beginning of the season, it's a very true statement. Like, we play with – a lot of transfers, so everybody getting used to everybody. We learning the play calls and the signals. Man, if you watch that Alabama game, man, it was a lot of signal calling going on. It felt like everybody was just communicating. They was where they were supposed to be. We bumped them. I really analyzed that game, man, because I felt like that was like the shining, the shining moment for Brian Kelly. And I ain't going to drag it on and just make it a LSU, blah, 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 but I got to just rub it in, y'all. So that was the start of my weekend, right? So then I had to take my raggedy behind to New Orleans. I had to take my raggedy behind to New Orleans and watch my Ravens beat up on them Saints. You know what I'm saying? Lamar came into town, and I will tell y'all this. Baltimore was deep in New Orleans. I ain't going to lie. It was deep. I was like, God dang. Like, you feel me? It's crazy. And I was sitting next to, like, um, some Baltimore Ravens forever season ticket holders. And we was having a discussion and they were saying like, they've been coming down and basically following Baltimore away games for like the past 15 years. And they was like, man, they never seen so much Baltimore fans. You know what I'm saying? In like, in like another city, like they was that night. Like we was deep. I ain't gonna lie to you. We was deep. And not only were we deep, the following day down Canal, oh, man, we let them purple colors fly. It was purple everywhere. 
Like, boy, man, I had a great goddamn weekend, man. But um, let's hear what uh, Brian Kelly had to say regarding, you know, what the, the going forward on the two-point conversion situation. Well, look, you're going to get second-guessed if you don't get it. I get it. But to me, I just felt like I looked at our team, I, I, I assessed the situation, and um, I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, I felt like, you know, I, I don't know that our, our fans would have been um, criticizing. I, they want me to get the win. Um, that's what I'm here for. But I think if you look at it and, and you say, well, let's, let's get the quarterback in a good play. Let's get him on the edge. Let's, let's utilize his talents. Um, that, that you really can't quarrel with the decision. So I, I don't know that it was that much of a, a huge decision from that perspective. Great point. Great point made. Um, that definitely was, in my opinion, um, that definitely was like a, a what you might call it, like a, uh, it was like a go-to play where he really had a lot of options. It, that play depended on the smartness and the IQ. That was an IQ play. It was talent, too, just to get around on the outside, but it definitely was an IQ, a IQ play. Um, you know, you either had the, 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 the flats, and then you also had the tight end. And if that didn't work and it closed the gap out on you, that's where you had to use your speed and, and make a move and make a decision, man. And, man, they did. It was a great play call. I liked it, man. And, boy, did I blow my top off. When that boy scored, man. Man, that, that that was a great game. But let's also hear what uh Brian Kelly had to say about just him and the, him just actually beating Nick Saban. Before the season started, when you first took the job, you said you weren't scared to come to the SEC because you wanted games like this, you wanted challenges like this, and you said you wanted to beat Nick Saban. So what does it feel like now that you know all that kind of came into fruition? Um yeah, so, you know, that's a soundbite, right? I mean, this is really about, you know, building a program and, you know, doing it, you know, week in and week out. And, you know, we're here to graduate champions and, and we want to win a championship. Now, we've put ourselves in a position where in November we're contenders for the SEC championship. But, you know, we've got Arkansas next. You know, we're going to enjoy this win over the next 24 hours and then we're going to get ready for Arkansas. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a, you know, press conference soundbite. But it's really about building a program here at LSU that can graduate its players and, and win championships. And, and that's why um, I'm here. See, see, that was the introduction right there, y'all. That was the introduction to the Brian Kelly era, man. You feel me? We got to welcome Brian Keller to BR, man. Welcome Brian Keller to BR. Coach Webby. Coach Webby, you better go down there and holler at Brian Kelly, man. I, ain't, I don't think I've seen Coach Webby. You feel me? With Brian Kelly yet, man. You got to go holler at uh, Brian Kelly, Coach Webby. He good now. He didn't beat Bama. You feel me? And in the words of Webby, kids stay in school. Kids stay in school. Be all you can be. Be all you can be. Kids stay in school. You can be whatever you want to be. Boosie coming home, baby. You heard me? Coach Wavy, go highlight Brian Kelly, man. You feel me? But yeah, so you know, um, it was a great weekend, y'all. Both my teams got the job done. You know, um, I virtually gambled because I don't gamble no more. So in my head, my couple people uh, paid me some virtual bucks. You know, um, because of the games. You know, so I appreciate the uh, the virtual donation, guys. You feel me? I think it was a gal in there too. 
Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys and gals, for the virtual currency. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of currency, um, on another note, I was reading according to a certain magazine, which I won't say because I want sponsorship. But um, they like, no, you got to quote them. You got to quote them. Man, forget all that, man. But I'm hearing that there's a new retirement age. Hmm. The new retirement age is now 65, y'all. Before, it was 61, 62. So now what that means is you got to work a little longer. You got to work a little longer or you got to hit the Powerball. You know, but um, just, just touching bases on that, a lot of that just stemming from I think the inflation, um, and it's, and and basically, um, just everything. They can say COVID played a part in it, but I don't know, man. That's just how the world, the, the world revolves. Me, if you let conspiracy P tell it, conspiracy P, which he gonna have an episode where he probably break that down. Um, he spoke to me about it, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he was ready to actually tell y'all about it but based on what he was saying y'all he was just on some um you know let him tell it the money gonna go up anytime they contributing or involved in some war you feel me it costs thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to drop one bomb so if if if, if they not dropping bombs and they passing on bombs to other countries for aid or whatever purposes that is hey man them dollars got to get recouped somewhere so uh, anytime that happens man pay attention to what's going on in your surroundings you know that's going to cause the economy and everything to just go up because they got to get that back some kind of way and according to conspiracy p they got to have some type of excuse so i don't know if you want to blame the excuse on the COVID or the 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 not getting of the goods and there's a thousand boats so say stuck on the water um all that plays a part in the economy and that's going to gradually increase everything around you now According to Conspiracy, P also says in your head, you're going to be like, dang, everything getting expensive. But the banana in the tailpipe or the trick is, the Jedi mind trick is, we are going to raise the price as far as your rate. So basically, everybody's saying they're getting raises at their job. It's a couple jobs that's giving some substantial raises. Now, I ain't going to lie. I think I seen Target was talking about 20s in the 20s. Just to start out, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Huh, I might have to go to Target. You feel me? Like, huh, I might have to go mess with Bullseye with that little dog. You feel me? But I say all that to say this, man. Just according to Conspiracy P, I'm going to let him tell it to y'all, though. But anyway, not to get off on a tangent, um, all that ties into why the retirement rate has actually went up as well. Man, you got to work a little longer. Just to try to sustain. And, and you know, that's a whole conversation and another. I won't go too deep on that retirement shit. Um, because I feel like me, in my head, I'm like, man, they say, yes, of course, you got to take care of yourself. But you still not promised tomorrow. So, um, I don't really see, I don't think that far into retirement. Because I feel like the world is going to forever change. And it's going to always be something that's going to want to keep you going. Whether it's. It's a life event, more kids or grandkids, the family getting bigger, or, you know, you're going to want to live uh, a little bit bigger or better life than you did the previous years, just expanding, you know, so that's going to cost. All that is going to cost, y'all, so 
Um, that's why I don't I don't believe in the retirement. I feel like you're never gonna retire for real in my head. But that's that's the conversation on the other. Um, but just tying into moving along, keeping it into the cost of living going up and everything. A report came out as well from Vice saying that um, cost of living going up has also boosted um, only fan activity, not only in sales, um, but also new accounts as well. So it looks like a lot of people are reverting to only fans for a little money. Now, I ain't mad at you now. Um, I, I seen a couple of documentaries. I even seen, you know, regular people having conversations in bars, and and these chicks is making some crazy, crazy money. So, um, shouts out to all the pervs out there. You heard me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, listen, PIP baby, PIP, perv in peace. You feel me? As long as you keep your business to yourself, hey man, do whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> you little perv, you. You know what I'm saying? Y'all boosting up all the OnlyFans sales rate. Shouts out, y'all, man. Y'all dug it. Shouts out, y'all. But um, the whole moral of the story is, man, at the end of the day, to wrap this up, um, my weekend was great. Um, the, the bowl of informative gumbo, basically, for this episode is basically, man, life is short. Um, live your life. Enjoy it. Um, pay attention to what's going on around you, how it's affecting your dollars. Your dollars is going to always make sense. C-E-N-T-S and S-E-N-S-E. Um, stay positive, black people. Stay positive, white people. <laughs> stay positive, all my conglomerates. You know, my family is a melting pot. <laughs> I have a lot of friends. Stay positive, Asians. Stay positive, my Spanish community. Stay positive, everybody. You know, that's the vibration that we on. You know, I'm gonna talk my Diddy shit, man. I'm on my uh, my my, my Doctor Love. What Diddy call himself, Brother Love? I'm on my Diddy vibrations, man. You know, love everybody, man. Um, no matter the color or the race, it's a lot of that going on. Um, it's always trying to separate some shit. That's why I can't stay in politics. But um, just everybody love one another, man, and that's what we all about at the Black Aristocrats, man. Um, we love everybody. Um, no matter where, what, what walks of life you come from, you know, you come with a helping and healing hands and good vibrations and positive energy, you definitely can reciprocate that back. Um, so on that note, stay thirsty, stay hungry. Hope y'all appreciated this bowl of informative gumbo we have for y'all. We are Ah. Eat like aristocrat shit. This is the Black Aristocrats Podcast. 